Nobody can ever make me lie again. Ever. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Bowls and buds and bowls and bowls. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. May your bowls burn ever brighter. I just want to say I'm not afraid. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Most indeed. Do you know how bad you sound? You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. I like to be a little spooked out, I guess. This is bait. That laugh is a stoner's laugh. She is stoned. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, 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 pass. Man, what am I smoking? Oh, yeah. But That sounds really good. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, shit, yes. It's a Friday night, and you're in the right spot because you're listening to a special episode of Bowl After Bowl. We call them Bowls with Buds. We do them every once in a while, like right now, on October 27th, 2023. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us. It's Vox, yes! Yeah! She is back! Can you believe it? (laughs) Joining us from Mexico, see? Tampico, see? Excelente. I think you joined us from Mexico last time. Is that right? I did. Yeah. It just happened to work out that way. I was not in Tampico, though. At the time, I was in a place called Tuxpan. Tuxpan. Yeah. And uh, I I, I found it more palatable than Tampico. But there there are reasons for that. A a lot of it has to do with the fact that I've been stuck here for almost six weeks now. So. Woo. Yeah. Well. It's long enough for the. FBI to pull off some shenanigans twice. Indeed. Oh, my goodness. Indeed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, you know, bowling, you know what happened in a bowling alley in Maine night before last? I heard something about that. Yeah. 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 Some guy decided whether I want him to find him or not. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of like on his side a little bit. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I have not really, not really. Don't come after me. That's Vox with a V-O-X uh, somewhere in Mexico, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Uh, no, yeah. uh, I can't have, catch me. I'm on the run. I have looked at, honestly, zero details. I saw one picture as I was just scrolling feeds of a bowling alley in the background. I was like, you know what? I really don't think that would have lasted it long as long as uh, most of the bowling alleys I frequent. Yeah, well... Missouri is a lot different than Maine. Much. Yeah. Unless I'm here in the bowl, but uh, I, I hear you. Probably not. Yeah. It's just not something that really. Uh, that kind of thing around here will happen at like nightclubs, but it seems like uh, people starting shit between each other and then a lot of guns just get whipped out and then people skirt off, peel shit out of the parking lot. And um, yeah. I don't know. D- different shit going on. 
Very different. Not bowling alleys are. Uh... Well, I you know I have some theories, but I I shall not present them here because <laughs> they're kind of that's for a different show. Okay, what show so we can catch it? Uh, the <laughs> the Vox is out her mind show. Okay, I'm gonna subscribe uh, tomorrow morning first thing. Sure, yeah. Oh shit, yes, I love it. Uh, so what you been up to uh, since we last spoke? Well, that was, I believe, in January because I think that I was, I had the the privilege of being the first bud in the bowl of 2023. Ah, right? yeah, that yep. sounds right to me. And that was that was when I was in Tuxpan. And since then, oh goodness, where did I go? Gosh, it's it's hard to remember. It's um, all a blur. Obviously, Houston. Um, I went to to uh, I, I did a little thing right before I came here. This time, I was in Port Arthur. I got to spend three months at home because when my shillings are um, not at school, they are with me. And so I got to spend three glorious months in Ketchikan, Alaska, and that was very nice because it was my own house and my own bed and my own car and my and the the stores that I know and the people that I know and the like it, it, everything is right when I'm at home. Um, I can't really tell you all of the places that I've been since then because I go to a lot of them. Um, anyway. Just that's, a whirlwind tour. You are right, by the way. It was episode two twenty. Uh, oh, that's right. It was. Yeah, which was kind episode of episode two twenty. Kind of funny numbers because uh, that was the last. Uh, <laughs> every twenty, it seems like uh, the MKs have been slipping into the bowl. Got this weird, <laughs> weird number thing that keeps lining up and happening. So they've been two forty, two sixty, two eighty. Hmm. Although, oh. uh, is that right? I think it was two forty, two fifty, two sixty. Actually, every yeah. ten. Craziness. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Numbers. I don't know. I can get rabbit hold into that. <laughs> are you are you deeply into the numerology thing? You know, I just notice like patterns. It's not like uh I don't know. I guess so. I guess I guess I would try to cop out and say I'm not, but I obviously am. I For me it's like six pack, twelve pack. 18 pack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, those are, that's my, you know, oh, and kilos, of course, are, uh, uh, well, an ounce or, 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 yeah, 28, what is it? 28 grams is an ounce. Mm-hmm. And that makes a kilo, oh gosh, it's 2.2 pounds. Um, the, this is this is my numerology. About, about thirty five ounces in like kilo, you know. So got a little five ounces. So got a little extra. Two two point two pounds. So each pound is sixteen ounces. So two pounds. So thirty five. That makes sense. All right, thirty five. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Point two seven four. If you if you got the uh, triple digit scale, you know. But who got one? I haven't had one of those in a long time. I used to have one. Nobody got one of those. I used to have one. (laughs) Uh, I think it probably rusted away. But you cough and the number goes up and down a little bit. A little bit. Oh yes. Well, whether you uh, are on metric or on uh, the Queen's Imperial, we welcome you, bowlers. Uh, Just to explain everybody who might be new, this is 
just another episode of Bowl After Bowl. It goes in the same old feed, but we call them Bowls with Buds. They're just sporadically scheduled episodes where we get some buds together in the bowl, sit down, have a little chit-chat, and talk about whatever comes our way. Sometimes we got an agenda, sometimes we don't. We're not like no agenda where they never have an agenda on the agenda, even though, (laughs) you know, they got a TikTok agenda sometimes. But hey, whatever, whatever. Isn't that, uh, it's like something that, the wise old people who are like, oh, you're too into this podcast, they'll be like, you know those guys have an agenda, right? If I had a dollar for every time I've been told that by somebody who doesn't get it. <laughs> well, yeah, you wouldn't have to podcast anymore. I would have dozens of dollars. <laughs> have dozens of dollars. Dozens. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, you told me that your co-host is, is out there in the audience, Sam, from uh, Complex hey, Candor, shouts out. Yeah, hi, Sam. And that he's recently joined this Nas Circus. Uh, you, what is his handle? So I can follow him like As Systems Sam. He is Systems Sam at systemsam at noagenda.com. Systems Sam. So, I see you. Yeah. There we That's go. systems. Systems. So it's the yeah. So the the s's go together. It looks weird. Systems. Sam. All right. Ninth follower got in in the single digits before it was cool. All right. There. Ooh, you, yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh yeah. There we go. Fantastic. How is the uh, how is the candor going? By the way, I've heard some great stuff that you guys have talked about. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, I've I've got this room for two days because we're going to. Um, Record another episode tomorrow. It is going to be about uh, idealism slash realism from both the 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 perspective of ancient philosophy and from the perspective of modern politics. So, realists and idealists are you know back in the day, realists and idealists meant that. Idealism said, idealists said that ideas were the ultimate reality, right? Mm, Yeah. And, and realists said, no, reality exists outside of the mind. But the idealists said, no, only (laughs) ideas matter and it's only in the mind. So that was, that's the ancient, the ancient, uh, what a dichotomy. Okay. And so, but as things have progressed, um, realism and idealism have taken on different sort of meaning and they've got kind of a political bent now. And so realists say that, uh, you need to understand how stuff is, not how it should be. And idealists say, well, if you don't at least imagine how things should be, you'll never be able to create a better society or, or a grand society. Um, so they're, they have a utopian sort of viewpoint and that's, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to, we're going to have a whole entire episode tomorrow talking about all of these viewpoints from both the political and the ancient philosophy perspectives. That's solid. I I always love the different formats that all the uh, NA stream shows take because I have like uh, this this certain I don't I don't really know what you would call it but like my format is just varied. When we do the show, 
it's uh you know we've got our predetermined segments to do and Lorian comes up with the curtain stories and the 33s and etc and i bring in like the bitcoin stuff and um kind of the, the recap stuff i guess i start off mm-hmm. uh but it's all over the place is my point you know like there's there's a wide variety of topics and we're just kind of wandering around all of these different things and, and there's like an order in the chaos but mostly it's chaos it's like really tough to explain that to somebody who's just sitting down and listening for the first time it's helped now that we have chapters for all these different yes. segments so people can just be like all right well you know three hours and ten minutes uh you're full of shit i'm not listening to all that but but i'll just pick this spot that i like you know um well, honestly, you know, just listen to the podcast a couple few times and you'll figure it out. That is kind of the thing that happened to me with No Agenda originally, too, which I I kind of appreciate that in other shows and, and any kind of long format one. It's like, well, it's it, you don't get it until you've been exposed to the patterns a few times and then you start to recognize the patterns and it doesn't feel as long, you know, because you know what's coming next and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, now that they're talking about, uh, you know, now that we had the metal moment, then we're going to roll into the voicemails type of thing. Um, but I man, love the voicemails. I always feel bad for the first timers because it's just like, what the fuck is this show about? We've gotten boosts like that before. Is this show about anything? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, uh, I listened to it a few times and I saw a pattern that it's a that there's definitely a a pro cannabis uh political bent here and that's right up my alley as we've discussed before. Indeed, yes, we do enjoy the weed. And yeah, and you enjoy not going to jail for enjoying weed. Yep. And <laughs> that is the main driver, definitely. <laughs> and um, right? All plants. It's like plants are here well, for course. us people. Yeah, plant medicines. It should be that simple. <laughs> Which is really Absolutely. the it's really the big target. You know, like they try to Oh yeah. They try to turn it into uh, demonizing it drugs, but they love drugs. Like the government loves drugs. Our society loves drugs. No, the government loves selling drugs. Exactly. They love money. They love patenting. And they get and money from selling drugs. Grow poppies, motherfucker. You won't need Percocet. Mm-hmm. And it probably won't kill you like Percocet will. Like, Well, no, I, I, I'm not going there. Yeah. I, 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 be very, very careful with poppies because much, that is, that's really potent medicine. It right? is. I've, I've been doing herbalism for a long, long time, and poppies are incredibly potent. Uh, I, would, I would suggest, if you could, go with Kratom first. There you go. You know, but you don't, you can't, I would just I say that anyway, not in Alaska, grow Kratom. I um, just say that versus although, anything uh, that you custodian would. Custodian does. Clip Custodian grows Kratom. Does he? Yes, he does. But he lives in Mississippi. I live in Alaska. You know, yeah. there's kind of a little bit of a different climate going on. No doubt. Yeah, that's so, very different climates. Right. But um, I, I would definitely tell people to to if if you can try that first but i would still regardless say freaking poppy tea or or straight up uh you know the the stuff that oozes out of the pods over 
the stuff that you have to buy from a pharmacy. Some, yeah, synthetic molecule they jam into a some, pill and exactly. add a bunch of Tylenol to it so that you won't OD. Or fentanyl or because whatever it is. Yeah. Shut your yeah. kidneys yeah, down before that. you can OD, mm. uh, <laughs> which is ODing, by the way. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just so wild what they do to the plant uh, medicine. And and for what it's worth, the in terms of therapeutic window, uh, the smoked opium versus eating or injecting or the other kind of crazy shit that modern opiates uh, entail. Smoked opium has a way wider therapeutic window. And most things inhaled have a way uh, wider therapeutic window in that with smoked uh, substances, usually when compared to their ingested counterparts, it is... Sure, well, you You need a lot more. You can ingest the, the pure... Opium as well. I mean, you can, of course, you can put it on a paper and roll a joint with it, but you can also put it on a donut. Yep. You know, so it's the the method of ingestion, um, because I, I think the word ingestion doesn't necessarily mean eating. And I think that's what you meant when you said ingestion. Yeah. But but I think that inhaling is also ingestion and and injecting is also, you know, there's a method of sure, I got ingestion. You. Right? Yeah. So does inhalation is possibly, yeah, there may be more buffers there. Although I, I'm not sure because Eating things, you have all of these uh, chemical buffers in your stomach that, I don't know, I just, I trust plants more than I trust doctors. Oh, by far. That's, that's my bottom line. Absolutely. Even if I don't have a, I would rather trust plants even without having a, a, the... The I did the you know, I I can't even go there the whole way. <laughs> no, just I the bottom you. line is I don't trust doctors. I just don't. No, I just don't. Well, they have not earned any trust. They've uh, no. They have for me. They have earned great distrust. Great yeah, they've absolutely absolutely massive shredded their uh, uh, ability to be trusted. Mm-hmm. And so you know, if there's any exceptions out there, they tend to prove the rule. Because they are so few and far between. In my experience, in my lived experience, yeah, everything's about lived experience now. So, huh? I got mm-hmm. mine. I got mine, and it doesn't really line <laughs> up with uh, what the what the lower third it's says not, on the television. It doesn't line up with the narrative. How yeah. dare you? That thing you see flash across the bottom of the screen turns out like I don't really fucking experience life that way. It always turns out to be like something else going on, uh, or at least something. It doesn't have to be completely something else, but it's never exactly how they said it. It's some kind of spin. Some kind of spin. Some kind of spin. Trying to make a sale. Yeah. <laughs> you pegged it. Oh, there you go, Lorian. You pegged it. Oh, Trying to man. make a sale. Yeah. yeah everybody's selling something Sailing these days. takes me away. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I know that uh, you're big time into the herbalism thing and have some experience, but I'm curious when that all started or when you began like an herbalist journey. I know we've heard kind of your origin story of going out to Alaska and I just don't know, like, are they tied together or no, no herb? Well, maybe tied, but herbs took me to Alaska, not the other way around. Oh, very cool. So, um, 
really, the herbalism thing started when I left my mom and dad's house, which I was a minor um, before 18, and I'm not going into all of it because I love my parents, and I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, but I, I really rejected a lot of... It. I did... Not everything that I rejected should have been rejected sure. because they had some very, very solid advice and, you know, guidance about like financial stuff. Mm. But with nutrition and with, uh, you know, the frequency of visiting physicians and things like that, I think they were way off. And I went a different way. I came back to some of their ways with the, you know, like the fiscal stuff. But um, I went a completely different direction as far as nutrition and, and medicine. Um, and it was, at first it was just complete freaking rebellion. I'll, I'll be honest. That's, I yeah. was being a rebellious little bitch. Got to start somewhere. Well, that was my starting point. That's where I kicked off. And, uh, so I, at the time it was, sheesh, it was like the late eighties. So there wasn't any internet to go to, but they had this weird thing back then. It was called a library. I don't know if you have ever heard of one or seen one, a but, library. um, only time I know of a library is when I learned Donde Esta La Biblioteca. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Right. <laughs> Well, so they had this. They they had libraries. Library. I, we got the internet yeah, at home. <laughs> also, they had this this other cool thing that really doesn't exist anymore. And this is for real. Bookstores. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. They that that's a video killed the radio star story. Um, bookstores don't exist because of first Amazon and then just the internet in general. They're not like they used to be. I mean, I know they, they still kind of exist, but they're not like they were. Right. And there used to be like niche bookstores and there was this one and it was called, uh, Oh my gosh. Oh, how could I forget? It was something high, high, something it was in Tulsa. Uh, sheesh. I don't remember. But anyway, so it was this bookstore that was about um it the it had it had weird stuff in it. It had Wiccan stuff and it had herbalist stuff and it had and it always had a bunch of incense burning in there and it was like this this sort of whole vibe of alternative, at least what was alt back then. Mm. All that stuff is probably mainstream now. But at the time that was that was very old and i started learning there about um about plants and about oh and i'll tell you oh, I'll, I'll i'll tell you about the real turning point okay a real turning point that was when i went to okay i'm not going to tell you the whole story because it would take too long and i would get too pissed okay but I had a really, really bad obstetric experience with my first child. Bad. Mm. Mm. This doctor was so horrifically selfish and shitty and 
I just, I wish him the absolute, I, I don't wish bad on anybody, but this guy, I hope fucking burns in hell because if anybody deserves it, he does. This man gave me a drug because to, to, I, I told him I was in labor and he's, and it was my first baby, right? Yeah. The very first one. He's like, no, you don't know what you're doing. And I didn't think I knew what I was doing either because I was, I got knocked up when I was way too young. Right. Mm. And I thought, okay, he's right. I'm wrong because I don't know anything and he knows everything. Sure. And he's like, you're, you're not really in labor here. Take this pill. And I found out the reason he wanted me to take that pill was because he wanted to go play golf. Holy shit. Jeez. He had a golf weekend planned and he didn't want to have to deliver a baby during his fucking golf experience. So he gave me this pill that prolonged my labor. It didn't, Ugh. it didn't stop it. It did. He told me it was false labor. Just take this and go home. What it did was it prolonged my labor so that I was in fucking agonizing pain for five days. Jesus five days. Christ. Five fucking days. Five days. That's unacceptable. I want this man to, I, I wish if he was in front of me, I would choke him with my bare hands. I swear to God, I hate him more than any other human being on this planet. I think his name is Moriano, Dr. Moriano, fuck him, fuck his children, fuck everything that ever he ever loved or wants. I despise this person. He hurt me so bad. And after that, and like I said, I was real young. Yeah. Uh, after that happened, um, yeah, I was done with medicine, period. Or at least, no, not medicine. I was done with pharmaceutical medicine, with Western medicine. With doctors. I was done with it. Yeah. With doctors. I assholes started and white looking coats. for, I started assholes in white coats. Exactly. Brown holes in white coats. <laughs> Fuck them. No doubt. So yeah, after that, it was it was about searching out alternatives for everything. Any anything that I had, I looked for an alternative before I would go to a doctor. And for the absolute like ninety nine percent of the time, I found something better. Sure. Every once in a while, I've I've had to go for something, but it's rare. And I did find a doc when I did decide finally to go back to a doctor. I found one that when I walked into her office, I was like, yep, this is the one because her waiting room was full of books about Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and like, yep, this is, this is my doctor. This nice. is the one. Yep. So, but she's about to retire. And once she's gone, I don't know what to do. Oh man. Isn't that rough? We just yeah, uh, had that go sucks. down with our chiropractor. Like, Mm -hmm. months back you know they were caring yeah. for our whole family they were great and then uh they just kind of indiana jones this new guy in and ran off like not really explaining what was going down or anything and this new guy's you not know it's one. just like <laughs> it's just you, you know when someone's not clicking and uh i don't know maybe it's not his fault maybe it's my fault but for whatever reason like it just is like wow this isn't even what i need <laughs> you know oh if you know it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. Just like if you know it's right, it's right. Yep. So yeah, listen to your, listen to your inner Lorian and inner Spencer. Let them tell you mm. that this is wrong or right. I've definitely always listened to the to the uh, instincts and the intuition. 
which has kept me alive, kept me out of some bullshit I could have easily uh, got trapped in. That's for sure. <laughs> mm, I was lucky enough to find Lorian, who was just like home birth pilled from the start, like way before I was ever in the picture. Like she just always knew that, you know, that was like one of the first things. Yeah. Well, Western medicine traumatized me when I was a kid. So I was just well, not into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, that trauma will, will definitely steer you 180 degrees in the other direction. Like, fuck this. Yep. No more. Never again. Exactly. What's your story, Lorian? Uh, I, had I was diagnosed with Tourette's by a neurologist because I was twitching a lot in third grade, so I was about eight years old, and my grandparents were super concerned about it, so they took me to a neurologist. He said, I'm pretty sure it's just Tourette's, which is no big deal. Like, they're just ticks, yada, yada. But we can send her for a bunch of tests at the Boston Children's Hospital, which is supposed to be some wonderful place for kids to go when they are not feeling well or whatever. And they decided to put me in for an MRI, and uh, they have to inject you with, I don't know, some glowing liquid or some shit so that they can see whatever they're looking at on the screen. And I think they were training this woman because she could not get this needle in the right spot. And I sat on the table with her sticking a needle in and out of my arm for at least 20 minutes. And my grandmother was like going white because there was so much blood everywhere. And she kept she had this magazine with an interview from Ian McKellen after Lord of the Rings had just come out. And she kept shoving it in my face every time I tried to look. So I knew it was fucking bad. And when they finally got the needle in my arm, I looked over and like my whole arm was bloody. And oh, I it was horrible. And it was like pretty painful too you know so oh, that's, you think? that's when all of my <laughs> after that i was just horrified of needles in the whole experience like i remember going to the doctor with my great grandma once and she was getting a flu shot and i was like i can't look i can't look and i turned around and i psyched myself out and fainted even though she was the one getting the flu shot not me <laughs> it just was too much the needle thing uh really got to me, really fucked me up. And I just didn't trust any doctors or anything after that. But that saved my ass because I think I was the generation where they were testing Gardasil out. And mm. I had a friend uh, in school who, you know, they said, oh, you should get this, the Hep B whatever vaccine. And my grandma was like, I don't really see a need for that. I mean, she's 12. Like, she's not having sex or anything. Well, you know, if... Someone's bleeding. She gets blood on her. Blah blah. There, I was like, I don't really see that happening either. You know, <laughs> it's like a uh, a crazy what if. Yeah, my friend got it and almost died. Like she was hospitalized for two weeks. She couldn't breathe and had all these horrible symptoms. Her whole body was a rash. It was fucked up. And so all of that together, I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. And and Pee Wee Herman, his big adventure movie. There's the doctors as clowns scene, and that always gave me nightmares. So that's just the trifecta for me. I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't think that Western medicine is really the way, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it seems like some medieval torture shit that we're going through. It does. It does. Uh, after all of this time, how have we not progressed beyond the Dark Ages? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah the the leeches are just f- switched out for a, a COVID fucking shot. You know, it's just <laughs> we just Precisely. replace we just replace shit with new shit that's gonna be like, oh, this will be horrific in fifty years when we look back. Oh, I can't believe people used to do that. Lombotomies. Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. You know, that was a pretty hot craze for a second. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't even that long ago, historically speaking. <laughs> that was like 100 years. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're not was... talking about the Dark Ages. We're not talking about, you know, yeah. five centuries ago. This is, you know, the, the like 1920. Yeah, they were doing them in the freaking town square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on in, sit in the Step chair. Right we'll just up. hit you with a chisel <laughs> twice, and you'll be Get a brand new person. Ugh. Crazy, uh-huh. crazy. Yeah, not not for me. <laughs> no, same. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the f- the first week that I knew you. You were like, "Do you want kids?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've always wanted kids. I'll be a dad." Yeah. And you were like, "Okay, well, when I have a kid, it's gonna be born at home." Yeah. Naturally, and I was like. Mm-hmm. All right. I was like, I'm not doing hospitals. Like, I'm gonna nope. have to be about to die before I'd even consider going to a hospital. It's like, all right, that yeah, sounds great. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, gonna and, do it the the way nature intended. Yep. And like for the first month we dated, every time I'd open my YouTube, oh my gosh, all the suggested videos were videos of birth. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, why are they pushing this? Me, Lorian is always watching. up your algo. Lorian's always watching uh, birth videos. I love birth. I can't help it. <laughs> well, uh, it's it's beautiful. Um, but, well, I I guess you could be watching videos of death, which has its own oh. beauty. But it's yeah. no, no, it really does. It does have its own beauty. I mean, we're all headed there, right? Might as well embrace that. Not I, me. I actually- I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> Sure you are. All right. You keep telling yourself that, sweetheart. So the one place that I have gone since I've been stuck in this hotel for the last five and a half weeks is like right next door to it is a cemetery. It's a Catholic cemetery, and it's not a real old cemetery. I wish it was. That would be even cooler. But it's like probably 30 years old. Um. But there's something really humbling and just, I don't know, there's there's just this, something about being among all of these, there are headstones that are commemorating people who lived. They're alive. They were alive. And they created things that are still alive now. They are part of the process. And they're dead now, and 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 they're not bitching about anything. That's great. Oh, we did. We we sat there. Uh, my sir and I sat there with the the cemetery people that are the guards, and had a beer. Had two beers with them. They were their beers. They gave us the beers. Oh, nice. nice. And we, yeah, it was cool. They did Corona, and. In our very broken Spanish and their very broken English, we managed to communicate a few things. And one of the things they said were, you know, we like working here because the dead never bitch about anything. Mm. (laughs) And uh, one of the things I managed to communicate to them was that I appreciated the experience of just being among history sure you know and there's something really cool about these headstones too that is um when you see couples 
and there are lots and lots of couples' headstones. It doesn't matter how far apart they were born, they almost always die within a year of each other. Wow. If they've been together for a long time. Yep. They almost always die within like a year of each other. It's very rare that you see them die much further apart than that. And that that's that's beautiful in a way too. Definitely. Uh, yeah. That's how my grandparents did it this year. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's I'm I mean, sorry, it, but it's also it's it it was it was it's like the, it's the process. It was how their yep. story should have been written. I mean, there's nothing really like, you know, poor about that at all. It was like a beautiful way to to leave, you know, together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. My my parents, they went within they they were 14 months apart when they died, but it wasn't I mean, my mother was shot in her bed, so it was a little oh. bit different. Like mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't mean to die that fast. I she had another 20 years at least and my I got strong genes. My family generally lives into their 90s. And uh, she was only 72 when that happened. Um, and, you know, my dad died unnaturally as well because it was the, the COVID. I, I told you this story in the last, our last time in the bowl here. Mm. But my dad had, uh, he listened to the damn news mm. every night and believed that COVID was this scary monster. And so he didn't go to his doctor. And so he went to his he he fell down one day because his blood pressure tanked and his heart rate tanked because he had a heart condition that he knew he had but he wouldn't go to his doctor because scary covid monster mm. and he died like after 6 weeks in the hospital from a head injury because he fell mm, right he stood up he fell down hospital 6 weeks then died and then 14 months later, my mom shot, but like, so they, they did die really close together, but not in the way that I'm hoping that when I walked through this cemetery and I saw these people dying, you know, within, yeah you know, months or years of each other that or you know, short years of each other, that it wasn't like that. No doubt. What happened to my parents was absolutely freaking horrific. Yeah. Horrific. They were both murders as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but um, the the being in that I don't know in a the cemetery was maybe it's just because it's the first time I was out of the Tam Hotel in like five weeks yeah that I found so much um, solace there but I did and the the people the guards there sitting there with them and and conversing as well as we could with our different languages. And it was, it was a good experience. Actually, I skipped, there was one of the first, I, I don't usually skip the donation segment. I yeah, don't yeah. because I really like the, I like the, um, the letters. Yeah, totally. me too. I do. They're awesome. I like them. And also I really love listening to JCD stumble over <laughs> all of the, <laughs> all of the proper nouns, you know, <laughs> sure. all of the names and the places. <laughs> I think it's funny as hell. It's, I laugh it's at a, him. Definitely a part of the charm for sure. But I, that day it was at that time that like I, the, the cemetery was only open from 
like nine in the morning to three in the afternoon on Sabado and Domingo, which is Saturday and Sunday. That's mm-hmm. it. Those are the only times that it was open. So this mm. is on Sunday, and my husband was came home early enough for me to be able to go with him, and I cannot go by myself because a white woman by herself anywhere walking around here is a bad idea because they kidnap people that they think might have money. Mm-hmm. Or somebody might have money to pay for them. Sure. And, you know, I don't need to be that, I don't need to be that statistic. Yeah, please don't. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so I waited for my husband, who is, you know, a big, uh, you know, he's, he's a veteran, you know, military guy. And nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with him. So, no doubt. <laughs> uh, so he took me to the cemetery, which was not that far away. And it was a good experience and it was better than listening. And I heard later on from uh, people on the NA social that I was featured in that, uh, in that, donation segment because I had said something that uh yeah that that was my blocking moment oh, oh man yeah, I've, I've never yeah. said anything to get me in trouble on no agenda social <laughs> right right not at all <laughs> uh yeah yeah <laughs> honesty always puts you at risk even if like uh I don't know I'm I'm always uh, willing to be wrong too, you know. But I think looking back, no, I'm, on that, I'm, that I'm whole alright with that too, and I'm 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 okay with taking it back, and I'm okay with letting and forgiving, yeah, and letting people make it right. Of course, but I am. Yeah. I wasn't wrong though. <laughs> I wasn't either. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I saw what you said. You mm-hmm. weren't wrong either. We said essentially the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, you weren't wrong. I wasn't wrong. I'm not saying anybody is wrong, but we're both blocked. Yeah. However, well, you still have a spot on the stream, and that's that's yeah, great. That's true. I didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, all the uh, fun po- politics that go on. I don't know. Well, I, I'm just an integrity idiot in his basement. Is, you know? Integrity is more important than any politics. Yes. It really is. I'm just going to be me and say my stuff and like, you know. That's damn straight. Willing integrity to consider is more other. more important than politics. Willing to consider other things, but at the same time, like, uh, when it comes to my convictions, like, I'm going to stand by them. Because otherwise, I why, why would do. I have them? Why would I be convicted? Like, that's what, that's the whole definition, you know. If Precisely. I, if I believe something. And then I go further by saying it with my mouth, like telling other people, hey, this is what I believe. Then my actions got to line up too, or else I'm full of shit, you know? I don't and know. you don't want to be that guy. No. I don't no. want to be that guy. I've been a dumbass, but not uh, a dumbass who's lying to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just can't. Uh, I don't know. There's something about you. We won't mention you, any uh, names like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I just want to say I'm not afraid. Uh, Now, I think the, speaking of cemeteries, my favorite cemetery I've ever been to in my life was Burial Hill in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Oh, that's a great one. Fucking beautiful and old. I'm I'm like 95% sure I was there when I went uh, as a kid, one of the trips. I definitely drug you there. Uh, You drug me there. 
You drugged him there? <laughs> you My <know> wish. <laughs> Willingly. <laughs> it's just so old and like there's not a lot in the United States that is as old as Plymouth. I mean, they were one of the first and among the first stuff that happened here like has the most that's still surviving, you know, like there's shit at like Roanoke that got lost and other colonies that don't really have a lot still standing. But uh but Burial Hill there's just so many tombstones that are still from like the late 1600s. And it's just it's mind-boggling. It's also kind of the uh, stereotypical tombstone. Like if you see a plastic tombstone in a yard for a Halloween decoration, it's all those old-style tombstones. Like right, yeah, right, it, yeah. It, the ones they, they're little U's, upside down U's. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, with the carvings in them. It's like the weird, right. almost looks like the Ten Commandments type thing or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, the Ten Commandments tablets. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a thing that I'm going to shoot out at you. And I mentioned this to my husband. I'm not really even sure how to, how to do it because when I went into this cemetery and I was seeing all of these um, commemorations that are carved in stone and my parents, they, my father wanted to be cremated and my mom never told me what she wanted, but because dad was cremated, that's what I did for her too. And I had their ashes mixed together. Right. So I have both of their urns and my intention is at some point to go back to their, take them back to their home and set them free on mm. there. They had a little farmland, right. That they I mean, they had the house in town, but they had a little farm and I want to take them out to their farm where they were happy and free. And I, I want to like set those ashes free. Sure. Um, but, but that, that, carved stone commemoration when I just just going through this cemetery just in the last week it did something to my head like I I want to do something for them that's going to be something that people can read in hundreds of years I I want to give them a a plaque, a stud. Do they even do that? Do you know? Yeah. If you can do that, do do the. Can you get a stone without actually having a body? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they'll cut you any. Okay. All you got to do is pay. They'll cut All you. Right. They'll cut you whatever. They they left me plenty of money. I I'll, I'll pay. Just I'll get. Pay. Uh, yeah, it's get like a more permanent memorial. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, just that's... I want people to be able to read their names and it's just names and dates even just. Yep. In I think hundreds that's, uh, of years, I want that to I I want it to be more permanent than just some boxes that, yeah. So where where do they put? I mean, I have I haven't really ever been in a cemetery where I just saw only. I'm sorry, I just bumped my mic. You're good. <laughs> I apologize, but uh, I the um I've never seen a part of a cemetery where there were just stones that weren't grave markers yeah there can be stuff like that it just depends on uh like the particular uh cemetery but i think the word is uh let me see a, a cenotaph is a grave where the body is not present a more memorial erected as over a grave but at a place where the body has not been interred so huh. it sounds like a cenotaph is like uh what you're looking for. A cenotaph may look exactly like any other grave in terms of marker and inscription. 
often commemorate the deaths of those lost at sea in war by some other means where recovery or transportation of a body would be difficult. But there are more uh, cases than just that. And often, if that's the situation, you will not have to purchase as big of a plot. So I know a lot of cemeteries that offer that might offer smaller plots for that sort of thing because you don't need the whole casket uh, as part of the plot. Right. No, I I don't need the whole casket and I don't need a whole plot. As a matter of fact, I I would like to put them with my with my grandfather in the I I don't know if they would allow this to happen though cuz it's a memorial cemetery. He was a World War II um mm. f- pilot. He was a he was Yeah, a, there may be a criteria. Yeah. to get into certain spots. Yeah. It just depends on the there. On the cemeteries, there's a lot of different sure rules for each one. You know, it just kind of depends on the one. And, it, you it's know, just, you might even yeah. think uh, maybe some memento out at the farm would be the way to go. I don't know. There's a lot of options, I suppose. That's what I was thinking, too. Just put something right there at the farm that somebody someday might run across and see. But a cemetery is a place where people go to... Right have that experience yeah. and and memorialize these people and remember them. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I totally get that. I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's a brand new idea and I just bounced it off of you because it's a brand new idea. I think and, it's a uh, great idea and um once you think it over more you'll you'll know what you'll know what the best thing is, but I'm going to do it. You're going to do your research. I know you. You're going to do your research and look around <laughs> and see your options and and once you see them all in front of you you'll know where to go that's how uh with with uh my buddy it was it was tough uh, my best friend uh died pretty early like right after he graduated college and for years like i didn't really even know where his final resting spot was and then i eventually learned that uh he did get cremated but his remains were kind of like hung on to for a while because they didn't even, uh, his folks really didn't even know what to do with them or, you know, they were still trying to process the whole thing and, you know, they weren't even ready to do it. You know, they weren't ready to put him somewhere. But finally they did uh, decide to make a little uh, memorial for him and they said they would get it. I, I saw it pretty early on. It was maybe like two years back, I want to say now, two or three. It was uh, this like summer cottage they had out in uh, this place called the Glades in Massachusetts. And just being able to go there where he's like finally at was just like this biggest piece of closure for me that I needed spiritually that I even know, like I always, I always was aware that I needed something, you know, but I just didn't really know what it was or how to go about it. Or like, what do I do, man? Like, where's, I don't know. I I remember wandering around the state park that we used to frequent, just being like, "Oh shit, maybe he's out here." I don't know, like, yeah, just kind of like trying to say goodbye or something, you know. And yeah, that's that's yeah, that's got to be it was gotta be very. It was pretty huge to be able to finally say, "All right, here's where it's at." Like, you know. Yeah, uh, my sir has a story. It's a it's a awful story. His uh, his best fr- he made a really good friend when he was in the military that died in his arms mm. and he he took this man's body back home and then years and years and years and years later we were already we were together by the, this happened 
this last bit happened after he and I were together and he, I'm not sure if we were married yet, but we were a couple and he had gone to Minnesota to, and that's where his family was. And there was a hotel. They decided it was a good idea to put a hotel right across the street from a, a national cemetery. Okay. You know, so that these people at the hotel are looking out on the national cemetery and that's where he was working. And, uh, he looked it up and that's, that's where his friend was. So he did get closure, but he also was haunted by this national cemetery being across the street from his hotel room for the whole time that he was there, which was not as long as he was here, uh, by any means, it was only a couple of weeks, but still, it was it was a it was uncomfortable. Sure, you know, for a veteran, I'm not sure why you would do that. You yeah. know, you must know that there's going to be veterans that are going to stay in that hotel. You're going to build a hotel right across the street from a national cemetery. That's a bit uh, weird, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, life is weird. That's the one thing I can be sure of. <laughs> <laughs> and death is part of it. Yep. And that's that's where we're all headed. That's where we're all headed. Yeah, exactly. It's good to get comfortable with it. Yeah. Or at least kind of uh I think it's important to learn how to best be respectful about it, you know? Like it's easy to Oh, it's almost day of the dead here. So oh, yeah. you got you have Halloween in United States, and I, I think Halloween here is kind of like eh, whatever. You know, they sure. don't do trick or treats or anything like that. But on November second is Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So this this celebration is going to be on Friday. While it, you know you guys have a Wednesday thing, which kind of sucks because Wednesday. Bleh. Yeah. And <laughs> but well, I think uh, so. Wednesday, I, it's I, too- I think I'm going to go. Tuesday would be the Halloween. Oh, Tuesday? Uh, mm-hmm. That makes Day of the Dead on Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday to Thursday, yeah. I think it starts like the night of November 1st, which is basically November 2nd. Uh, and so, that I, I but I want to, I kind of want to, and this cemetery is very close, and I know there will be people that will be there um, making offerings and so forth. Yep. Um, I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to check that out and... I don't know. Maybe it's shitty to be a tourist doing that, but I mean, uh, I'm not a tourist. Right. I am not a tourist. <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't here think for so, a whole man. different purpose. Uh, I think you can do most things respectfully, no matter where you're from or, you know, what your scene is like people oh, they, and, and they people don't necessarily think so. It depends. I'm sure. Um, all right, so <laughs> Sir is in a supervisory role, all right, as a, a mechanical engineer working on a machine at Pemex. I don't know if you know that name, but it is huge in Mexico. It, it, every gas station in Mexico is a Pemex gas station. Gotcha. Right? Like our Citgo's, our Shell's, our Exxon's. They're all Pemex, right? So this particular refinery is responsible for half of the refining capacity of Mexico. Damn. Yeah. Half. Revenue in 2019, four point, or excuse me, $74.39 billion. Woo! 
So it's he it's a big deal to have these machines running correctly. Sure. And that's what he's hired to do. That's what he's paid to do. And they're paying him a lot of money to do it. Not well, not him. They're paying his company a lot of money. Sure. I mean, he doesn't get paid nearly as much money as his company gets paid. But his company gets paid a shit ton of money for him to be here. Like a fucking shit ton. It's All cash, baby. After, <laughs> after almost six weeks here, they've already crossed the million dollar mark. Damn. It's that much. So, um... But the 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 people that are laboring under his supervision don't like taking instruction from an American. Aye, sure. And so they're digging their heels in and making it last longer, which makes him have to stay longer, which makes them have to pay more. I mean, not them personally, but at the pump. Sure. The, you know, the citizens are all paying more because the, it's. Because of the friction. Because of the friction. The friction slowing things because down. Fuck you, American. <laughs> well. Yeah, I didn't. I, there's, I don't know what to do about that. I really don't. It's part of, and I, I shouldn't. I, I know I've bitched a lot. You've probably seen me on NAS bitching about Mexico, and there are reasons for that that aren't necessarily. That's one of them, but and because it's just being bogged down and slowed down so much. But like the main reason, the absolute hugest mainest reason, is because I don't get to go outside very much, mm. and I like to be outside. I like nature. There's not. Yeah, I'm in an industrial area. I'm in a very congested industrial area. And if I go outside, I get, I'm, I'm white as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I, 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 I never tan. I never have never in my whole life. I have two colors, white and red. Oh Um, yeah. I know someone like that. (laughs) Yep. That's it. That's all I do. Lobster. (laughs) Lobster in the sun. (laughs) I, I'm I'm white and then I'm red and then I peel and then I'm white again. I mm. never tan, and it's painful and it's itchy and it sucks. So I have learned to stay indoors for the most part. And I'm in a hotel room and I feel like I've been very cloistered for a long time. So I'm just getting bitchier and bitchier and crabbier (laughs) and angrier. (laughs) So when I say all of these things that are like, there are good things about this place. And I, I do need to, to recognize that it's, it's good to be here and that there are good things about it and to appreciate the, the little good things like, okay, so, um, I don't smoke cigarettes, but sir does. And I, he went outside one, it it was evening time. So the sun wasn't just beating down horrendously. And I went down with him just to sit with him, just to go outside and there were mockingbirds. There, I don't know what the breed of them is or what their their particular breed is, but they they are mockingbirds. They're the ones that that 
make noises that they hear. And they were making all of the noises of the sirens and the cars. Wow. And uh, yeah, like you, you could hear they were going, wee, 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 woo, woo, woo. And they, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> they were awesome. And then they would, they would make sounds like, like a like cell phone noises. It was just cool. We sat out there and listened to him. Well, until the bugs started biting the shit out of us hard enough that we had to go back inside. Mm. But I would probably sat out there for twenty minutes listening to these birds just making all of these amazing noises. And then the next day, I went out to go. There's a a little uh, pedestrian bridge that goes over to the convenience store. And that's where the beer run is every day. And so I went over there, and I there was a, a siren that was exactly like that mockingbird. And I was like, that's where he or she got it. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. The source of the sound. That was the source. Oh, I also saw, though, this was today. Um, there was a, an ambulance... And it was stuck in traffic with no way around. Nobody would move over for it. It's just stuck there. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. That's they not don't good. move out of the way for ambulances. It's got its lights on. It's doing its woo-woo-woo. There's no room for it. Damn. Nobody makes room for it because there's no room to make room. That's rough. A gridlocked it, ambulance. I don't think that's unusual for here. Damn. F in the chat uh-huh. for the stuck ambulance. Yeah. So, but they're also, okay, so people have manners here, like you're greeted no matter where you go with a buenos dias or a buenos tardes mm-hmm. or a buenos noches all the time. like And just, it's like, I don't know if you, okay, so I lived in a place for a long time that when you went from town back to to this little community, everybody knew each other, and everybody that passed each other on the highway always waved at each other. Yeah. So, because you only maybe saw two or three cars the whole way. You probably saw more deers than cars. Sure. On the way to town and back. And it's, but it's like that here, even though there are a gazillion people. Yeah. They're always generous with their manners and that's beautiful that's how that's how here is a lot of the time too um good even in the hood like driving down the street you'll get nods and waves you know like acknowledgement of like hi i see you like you know yeah yeah acknowledgement just that's all you need yeah it's it, it makes you feel better it's just it's a it's a better way to live i don't know where um, a lot of Americans lost that, but they didn't lose it in Mexico. They still have it. That's cool. Yeah, that's always been a big thing here. And I like even growing up, people who would move in and be like the new kid in school, that's what they would always remark. They'd be like, people here are so nice. And I always like, I never had a reference for it. I just kind of like heard that a lot, you know, but I never was like, oh, well, we'll go someplace where people aren't nice until probably <laughs> I was an adult. You know, uh, and like New York is definitely like a a cold place. 
Where you're surrounded uh, by like just a or... shitload of people in the city, yeah. In the city, yeah. Where because like, upstate's different. Yeah, but well, the definitely. City, yeah, the city. Although yeah, on Manhattan, it's just like scary. It's just like seas of people, oh and you might as well not be among them. Everybody's just kind of right. like shuffling to wherever they're going. Yeah, no, the city is is crap. I wouldn't say that about upstate, but um, oh yeah, but up- the city is very. Very impersonal and, um, yeah, no bueno. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of the East Coast cities are kind of like that, in my experience. Yes, a lot of the East Coast cities, not just that. Philadelphia, uh, oh my gosh, what is that? That city that's right across the border into New Jersey, not the border, not border, uh, the state line from New York into New Jersey. That's uh, gross. I know what you're talking about. Is it Newark? Newark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Newark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's bad. Uh, yeah. It's there. Yeah. Boston too, you know. Oh, yeah. Boston. Uh-huh. All of oh, Mass, oh, really. Hartford. <laughs> Hartford. Uh, Hatford. Yeah. Hatford. Yeah, no. Never mind. <laughs> fucking miss me with that shit, kid. Connecticut in general can <laughs> fuck right off. <laughs> yeah. I was stuck in traffic in Connecticut for two hours one time, and this chick got out of her car, I swear to God, and sir will tell you, he will will corroborate my story because he was driving. This chick got out of her car in front of us because we were stuck, stuck, didn't know why, still to this day don't know why, but she had to have a whiz. (laughs) <laughs> and there was no place. And she just kind of looked at us. She she came out between behind her car and in front of ours, just kind of shrugged her shoulders like, I'm sorry, I don't have anywhere else to go. And she went. <laughs> it's like, okay, you Better know, out there's of the no car place than else to car. go. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'm not doing it in my pants. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Connecticut. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no doubt. No, it's like, um, it's funny because it's it doesn't really match up with like the people I know from there. Like uh, some of the greatest people I've ever met. Some of my deepest friendships all come from Massachusetts. But just the way that strangers interact with you. Out there versus well, Massachusetts out here. is a whole different state than Connecticut. And Massachusetts, here's my Massachusetts story. It's cool as fuck. Okay. We had to stop at a gas station and they had a bidet in Ooh. the gas station. No shit. In the gas station restroom, there was a bidet. That's sweet. Yes. I mean, it was like built into the toilet, it wasn't a separate facility. Yeah. But yeah, you could spray off, dry off, and you were done. Like, That was, I have never seen anything like that before or since. And so total props to whatever Massachusetts gas station bathroom. That was a gas station on the freaking highway. Some weird fucking (laughs) Frenchman come uh, open up a fucking gas station, kid. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Craziness. I've, I've, I've been to a lot of places in Massachusetts and I've never seen a bidet, but I would... Uh, I would be a repeat customer if I knew the spot for sure. 10 out of 10, wood spray again. Yeah. <laughs> I took a picture, but it was, oh, sheesh, it was a few years ago. I would have to dig to find it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know how pictures just get lost. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, it's so irritating. I There's a lot of pictures like that. I, I can see them in my head, and I'm like, fuck, 
I love to go like all through my drives, local drives, uh-huh. uh, different. Yeah, which drive is it on? Some dumbass which, Facebook which... accounts that uh-huh. I like deleted long ago, but I have the archive. You know, like <sighs> yeah, I definitely feel your pain there. One of these days, I've always said I'm gonna like put all my photos together and actually we like, always say that database them <laughs> and you know like uh-huh. organize them so that I can actually find shit, but. I don't know. No time soon, because I have a bunch of other shit that I need to do that's more pressing. Yeah, we always we always say no time. Like, oh, speaking of time, Ooh. this is another thing that is cool about being in Mexico, because I want to say nice things about this place. Okay. I don't want to constantly bitch, right? Yeah. All of the alarm clocks are completely easy, analog, not, you don't have to, there aren't 12 buttons that do different. It's just, it's set, done, set, done. It's like super easy. Not even. Not hold this button down while you mash this button. Right. And then you went too far. So you got to go all the way around again. Yeah. None of that. None of that. It's just very easy. Very uh, intuitive. I learned. So I like that about it. I learned something totally new today, which is that. Uh, Mexico no longer does daylight savings time. Well, I didn't know that for, I was, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I was here for like two weeks before I realized that, no, I'm not on mountain time. I'm on central time, just not central daylight time. Yeah. This is central standard time. Yeah. I am basically directly below Houston. I gotcha. Well, this so, was this was the first year they did it. So they 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 passed the law last year, and this is like the first year where they did not spring forward. So it's all brand new. This is what I learned. I'm in favor myself. I mean, I would prefer everything be on daylight time, 100 percent of the time. That's but where I'm at. Regardless too. of how you do it, do it all the fucking time. I agree. Yep. I agree. I am an advocate for permanent daylight saving. Permanent right now. Yeah, time. I I prefer permanent. Permanent daylight time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just gets so. too dark in the in the winter too early. Like, who's that helping? Not me. That's for sure. And it gets t- okay. So it gets too. And it doesn't matter what's going to happen in the summertime. It's always going to get too light for me if I'm at home because I'm usually home in this. I know I'm always home in the summer because. My kids, yay, I get my children's. And so I'm home with my kids, and it gets light at like freaking 2.30 a.m. That's so wild. 2.30 in the morning. Well, it doesn't get dark until 11. Mm. And it never, it it gets dusk at 11, and it stays dusk until 2.30, and then it gets light again. It's never like all the way dark. It's never all the way dark, unless it's super overcast, which happens because it is a rainforest. But... For the most part, it's just, yeah. So blackout curtains are our friends. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Double layers. I have double layers of blackout curtains. That's what's up. I love blackout curtains. That's what we've got. I wish I had double layers because my neighbor has this bright ass light that just shoots right through any crack in that blackout curtain like ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. yeah, you have to have another layer. Um, I can send you the Amazon thingy for the the I'm double in, uh I'm double the, rod. I need a double thing. up. I need well, double it's a up. it's a it's a curtain rod that has two on it. And I think what it's meant for is 
like to have shears and a curtain, but I use it for just two blackout curtains to make damn sure it's black. Ooh, get some boosted action. Get some boosted action. Look at this going on. Oh, and that reminds me. I don't think that uh, my little bot is relaying that correctly. Oh, yeah, he is. Maybe. Uh, he's working part-time right now. He got one and not the <laughs> other. Oh, my God. This is how we run stuff. Uh, we do like to thank people who boost during the show, because I've got Vox set up for the splits. 3333 came in from Tunta. All right. Out of fun. Man. That, that dude is so cool. He is. He is so cool. He's yeah. so cool. He has given me so much value. You just have no idea. So, um, I, I, I don't know if you heard, but I am going to do this uh, Vox on the Run thing. I'm going to do a whole entire new podcast. Yeah, tell me a little bit about this. You kind of teased to me that you had a big announcement, but I didn't, uh, I tried not to spoil it and look into it's gonna be a new podcast because i do go to these cool places and most of them are really cool and this is this is a cool place too i don't mean to uncool it with my grump it's just (laughs) just circumstance right sure yeah honestly i go to some really unique lovely places that nobody would ever go because they're not they're not tourist places right these are Places that you go if they are refinery towns or or uh, places with power plants or you know I'm I'm following my husband around right and he is a mechanical engineer and he's going to places that have mechanical shit to engineer right makes nothing and, but sense right so so I'm following him around the country around the world uh, and I go to these little niche places that you just wouldn't see unless. You had to go there, right? Sure. Uh, they and I thought it would be fun and like be a sanity saver also to to podcast about them. Sure. And to um and also to give something back to these communities that I'm going to, you know, because I what the idea is I'm interviewing people that are there. The people that are there to work, the people that are that live there, the the just like the people that I'm meeting on the road. Yeah. That's and in awesome. the air and stuff. And so Tunta, he is the awesome dude that set up the um the website for it. Oh, cool. Which nice. I just cannot tell you how much value that is for me that's that's huge for me because I am such a tard when it comes to <laughs> anything. I really am. I'm I'm really bad at tech stuff. But but he did that for me and I just I appreciate it so much. I can't just I oh my gosh. Thank you so much. He's a killer for man. that. And oh he's a badass. And partisan night slut he did my intro because I didn't oh. want it to be in my voice. Okay. So he did it. And it's it's to the, um, okay, I don't know if you remember, there was this band back in the 70s. And I know you guys, this is this is before your time. But there was a band called Sweet, and they did this song. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely. was like, Fox on the run, you scream an 
everybody comes yeah. a running. You remember that song? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a great one. Not while it was out, but you know. Yeah. I've, <laughs> right. Trust me, I have, you I've, heard it, right? Uh, absorbed okay, a so lot of the culture nights. of the 70s, like a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great time. So, so Partisan Night Slut took that and he made it into Vox on the Run song for nice. me. So I have like a little intro thing going on there. And, Very um, cool. I love also, it. Also, I, I do too. I love them both. Thank you guys. Both um, of you. Tunta, by the way, says the absolute hugest, mainest reason to listen to BWB tonight. Bulls with Buds. Fox. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, gracias. What I did there. Oh, Speaking of which, I listened to him and Mousy on the last uh, Bulls with Buds, but I had to listen to it as a, on the on the backside. I had to hear the because when you share a hotel room with somebody, you really have to kind of be respectful of his schedule. Oh, definitely, since, yeah. So I couldn't couldn't listen live, and but when I listened to the the playback the next day, there were so many times I was like. Damn it! I want to be in the in the troll room right now because yeah. I really have a comment here. I loved the things that he was was saying about love and the things that you guys were saying about love, and it was it was a really good episode. It was a really um, enlightening and uh, uplifting episode. I appreciate it. Awesome! I love to hear that. Thank you. I I enjoyed it as well. I actually listened to it twice, <laughs> which I uh, I I'll usually listen back to convos because there are certain things like I'm doing enough here in real time, uh, switching things around or remembering. Oh fuck! There's a boostergram thing to read and different stuff. That the sometimes there will be little pieces that I miss, and it's always just like little snippets, you know. Where mm-hmm. I might be distracted and looking something up or pulling something up or moving something around, but um, I always try to run it back and listen to it. But then this one in particular, someone had said, "Oh, I think it jumps around at a certain timestamp." So I actually listened to it a couple times through just to make sure that it was unbroken linearly. But God, that was that was a really fun conversation. Those, I really appreciated it. Those guys I are enjoyed always fun it. to and talk I, to. I had a, I. I've, the ideas that were being presented about love and the things that you you were you and Delorean were talking about them too about mm-hmm. um just uh and and the eros love yeah although the the you know the platonic love is is important too but the eros love and how it's just it's not it's not presented now the way that it should be. It's being so just dirtied up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like uh, dis- disposable. It's not okay and it's not healthy. Yeah. I don't want that for my children. Yeah, I agree, man. It's you know? it's really weird. The whole kind of swipe apps and not catching feels and the modern like dating scene is just kind of like a... Uh, it's, in, it's just as industrialized, I guess, as everything else in our culture now. Like... Speed dating and hookup culture and and uh, all this kind of shit, you know. I guess I'm grateful to be too old for that shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's a, a silver lining, I suppose. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'll die sooner, but I didn't. You know, I suffer less. Mm. I I've, I I really do feel like that's that's a kind of suffering. 
Because yeah. you're missing so much, you know. Well, making love isn't about fucking and having an orgasm. That's not what it is. That's not what it's for. It's about connecting. Yeah, I agree. It's there's like a communication thing going on there. Yeah, it's another language. And uh, I I don't think people should miss it with swiping right and swiping left. Yeah, it's it's very and, weird. <laughs> it is really weird. Like there's no chemistry when you're staring at a screen. I don't know. Um, I I also think we got into the uh, the eros love and the philia, but then the other two, we we might not we might need a love part two to just uh to really explore explore this the last two out of the four maybe. Well, I'm just know, thinking. Maybe uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Too. I would listen. I would listen to love part two. Yeah, it's just Gladly. wild because that time gets away from you. You know, you sit down and. All of a sudden, you're getting into like <laughs> these deep nuggets of stories that you didn't even really remember all of it until you're in that headspace again, and you're like, "Oh man!" And then it just all pours out of you, you know. Like I didn't expect to go to those places that night, but there you go. That's how the bowl works. It, it, well, you know, sometimes the bowls will take you places that you didn't expect to go or it's mean true. to go. It's true. It's, very much. It depends on what's in the bowl, I guess. Uh, the next thing in the bowl was that Sir Libre came in, uh, Colomona, with a thirty-three, thirty-three sat. Oh, sweet. Thanks, Sir Libre. Out of, it looks like this is podcast, no, uh, podcast guru. Yes. He said, I just started listening so far. I'm loving the show. I hope you didn't mind, but I'm trying to poach Sir Rev Cybertrucker into introducing some V for V metal songs on Lightning Thrashes. <laughs> oh, Definitely. That's a guy that's uh, good at doing that. Heck yeah. Yeah, sounds good to me. He also does yeah. a segment on the Lotus Effect. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I am familiar with Cybertrucker. I, I know who he is, but yeah, that would be freaking awesome. Yeah, he's a great dude. We went to the- I would listen. We went to the Hairball concert uh, with him and his lady right after uh, the Chris- In fact, the very episode, af the very Bulls with Buds after you, Vox, was Sir Chris Vox. Chris Vox, yeah. So we had like a Vox to Vox kind of situation. I, I would so love to do a collaboration with Chris Vox. He is so freaking talented. He's great. He is, He's yeah. fantastic. He is. He's incredibly talented, and he just seems like the coolest dude. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would I would like to add some... Lady Vox to his his mixes if he ever wants to do a. I'm just gonna put it out there. There you in go. In case uh, you ever want to do. I'm, as a matter of fact, I am. Uh, as soon as I get back stateside, I'm not doing it here. But um, comic strip blogger and I were working on uh, some uh, trance music. Okay. That he was, okay, so he's doing it's his, his thing AI thing. Yeah, it's the only thing he listens to, and he wanted a female voice, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll jump in. And the thing is, my sound card sucks, oh, so okay. I have to have a whole new computer, and, and I need one anyway. So when I get back to the United States, cause I had looked at one here when I realized what the problem was. Cause at first I was like, did I lose my mojo? And was I that drunk? You know, <laughs> but no, the, the reason the timing is off is because my sound card sucks and I was having a, a lag. Uh, what is it called? Latency. Mm. So, um, and I did my best to, to try to scooch it 
along in um, audacity, but it's just it the latency isn't regular. Like it's what's the word that I want? It's uh, it's like it's more at the end than at the beginning. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's so I it would be just a huge. I, I just need a new sound card. Yeah. And so I'm looking at sound cards, and sound cards are as much as a new computer. Yeah. You might Ugh, as well fuck just it. Get I a need a new build. computer anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, you got that's my- what I'm going to do as soon as I get back to the United States. So if somebody like Chris Vox would want to do some collaboration in that area. I I have some Lady Vox to offer. Killer. So for uh background vocals or whatever. Vox, do you have like uh old tracks from previous bands and like different like back catalog type stuff? Not anything that you would be no, nothing that would be uh transmittable into computer language. I I have I have cassette tapes, dude. Well, I'm that old. I've got a cassette deck right here that uh, goes right into the USB, actually. You'd be surprised. but uh, Really? Mm-hmm. I do. I have a few cassette tapes. Um, I had some, um, and I don't know if they still exist anymore, but I did some voice work with uh, radio stations mm. back in the day. Yeah. KLOL 101 rocks, 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 the Metroplex. Nice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of some Darren O kind of things. Um, and those were also on Sheesh. I don't know what they put those on, but the, the air checks were, they were saved somewhere. I don't know how to, I don't know if they still have them. I mean, these air checks are from Sheesh 1990. I don't know if they still have them. It would be pretty kick-ass if you have some old music to try and uh, get it onto the, like the digital like value for value music scene that's been blossoming over the last you know year or two. Yeah. I have seen the blossom and I would like to join it, but you know what? Um, maybe new stuff. I can still sing. Sure, new stuff too. I have not lost my chops. No, I I would be surprised if you did for sure. <laughs> No, that that's uh, the old lady can still sing. There you go. Just thinking about it, people would be really into something like that, some kind of vintage. Uh, oh, this was only on a cassette uh, tape until now. Now it's on V for V, and like everybody can have access to it. I think that would be a really cool thing that hasn't really been done yet. Quite. I'll see what I can do. I will. I'll look into it. Okay. I, it it'll be when I get back home. No, yeah, no, and no rush. Lord knows when I'll do that. But and I, yeah, I I'll keep it. It's it's now on my list. Cool. Yeah, I th- that's the beauty of all of this stuff is there's no deadlines. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like once it's out, it's out. So, yep. and until then, it ain't. Nobody knows, you know. But I think that would be pretty. Well, cool. hopefully, I'll get that. I was actually I really enjoyed doing that thing with CSB. It was. Um, he had, and I know this part was AI generated. He told me so that he had AI generated the um, the beats, and it, it when I heard it, I was like, "This is there's no way to to put his lyrics in here." I don't know if he writes his own poetry. I want to think he does, but anyway, he sent me the lyrics. <laughs> I can tell you that well. Uh, I, if I had to guess, it'd be AI. He posts a lot of AI poetry for sure. 
So anyway, he sends me this AI uh, generated the the beats, and they are absolutely just all over the place, without any form, without any structure. And so I I chopped it down and I arranged it. So I did all of the arrangement, and then I added in some. Um, the the lyrics he sent me the song was about tesla cars right he's he's all into tesla cars mm. and and elon musk and stuff and so i took some quotes from elon musk and i put them in there nice you know, as you know under underneath the the beats and everything and i was trying to sing over the beats and it wasn't working out i'm like why am i what is wrong with me? Why am I not doing? And, and, and for, I swear to God, the first day I I did it and I just couldn't get it right. And I was like, "All right, fuck it. I drank too much. I'll do it in the morning." <laughs> I did. That's what I thought. I was sure. like, I, you know. And so the next morning, I tried it again. I'm like, it's still off. All I had was coffee. What is wrong with me? Mm. Have I just lost my touch? Am I no longer the Vox? And so I go online and I talk to people on Audible's, you know, the Audible, uh, not Audible, Audacity. Audacity, On the Audacity, yeah, on the Audacity uh, forums. Yep. And they're like, no, 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 your sound card just sucks. Yep. Yeah, that sounds I was right. like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. So, yep, I need a new computer. So I started looking for new computers, and in Mexico? Yeah, not the greatest. Never mind. Shop. Yeah. Well, you can get good ones, but you're going to pay a whole lot more than yeah. you would pay in the United States. Definitely. That doesn't And that's just me. dumb. Mm-hmm. Do you so, guys have like, a micro center anywhere near you? micro center it's like uh my playground i love that place that's where i usually go if i'm trying to get a new machine i don't know <laughs> you can look it up micro center tampico see if there's one here oh definitely not in know. mexico there won't be one now well the no i mean are you talking about where i live yeah when you get At back home, home. Yeah. i live in ketchikan dude <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky to have a freaking gas station. <laughs> it's a small town. Yeah. We have 13,000 people on the whole island. The whole island. Yeah. That would not uh, probably be the place. Yeah, probably not. But when we go back stateside, we're going to land in Houston first. Okay. Well, there is one in Houston. And that's where I'm going. That I can tell you. So Okay. So what did, what did you call it? Let me write that down. I swear to God, I have a pen. Microcenter. Microcenter. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That's my jam. That's like my Toys R Us now. Yeah, the open <laughs> box back yeah, section. I, I always run to the back corner and look at like there's always open box sales on shit that, you know, somebody like might have taken home and then just brought back for whatever reason. People are picky. Uh, right. It was the wrong color. That's what I'm using right now is one of those. I got, you know, <laughs> it's just like, because somebody cut the box open, I got to save like $600 on it. Ooh. So, you know, I always just look I at. I like that. What's up back there? 
And yeah. All right. So, so do I get to, will, will you uh, let me put you in my ear when we go back to Houston and you can tell me exactly what I need and what I like? Yeah. My, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Cause my, um, my needs have changed. Sure. When I first started Complex Candor, I had certain needs and now my needs have expanded. Yeah. And, uh, uh I have new needs. So new needs. I want to do yes, new needs. I like it. Got to keep your needs new. You don't want the same old needs, you know. Well, I just... <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love about Vox is like you can present an idea, and anytime there's absolutism in the idea, <laughs> she'll always like me. Like, well, you know, maybe not a hundred percent though. That's what I like about complex well, candor too. It's like you and Sam are just kind of uh, taking this. Uh, kind of ball of clay of an idea and just subtracting and chis- chiseling away to where you have this sculpture of truth by the end. It's so cool. It's like, uh, I, I appreciate that. Cause you know me, I'll just fucking say whatever, man, make a statement, you know? And like, I'm feeling it, but of course there's always nuance and there's always, uh, uh, extra sides to explore and stuff. Exactly. And that's, that's what complex candor hopes to do. And Honestly, with um, Vox on the Run, I'm sort of hoping to funnel more people into the Complex Candor universe because I think what Complex Candor does is um, it's valuable to just freaking humanity. Yeah, I think so. What it's meant to do is to, to sort of tear apart these systems and examine them and hopefully in a in a way that helps people improve their lives and their systems and the the communities and you know to widen out into a entire global sphere if you can yeah but at least you have to start somewhere right and mm-hmm. and the the start is is to recognize that these systems exist and if if Vox on the Run brings in people, and I know, I know for sure, when I when I interview these people, they're going to be interested in hearing their own interview. Oh, definitely. And they're going yeah. to they're going to come in, and they're going to tell their friends, and their friends will come in, and I'll be able to, in that instance, uh, maybe interest some of them into going over to complex candor and listening to what is on offer there, which is honestly about improving society. I, it's no, it's no more or less than that. I know it's, that's a huge lofty goal, but that's what it's about. Yeah. It's about making it better. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's a noble goal and a great, um, strategy for getting there, just kind of organically word of mouth. Like that's always the best way. You know, you don't want to buy a fucking ad campaign that just flashes up a link to people who might not be interested. You want it to be meaningful and uh, actual, have real Ew. connections with people who are going to want to like flash ad campaign. Ew. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Got my ten thousand yeah, clicks. Yeah. Yeah, my. Uh, it's only twenty bucks for ten thousand clicks. Why? It's only twenty bucks. Uh. By the way, we had a couple boosts. Bully Steed. Woo! Bully! 3333 in there from Fountain. She says, Vox on the run into the bowl with buds. And yes, Vox still has the chops. 
Ah. Uh, Booley's awesome. Which we know for a fact. Love her. Love her. Yeah, she's the greatest. Uh, speaking of the greatest, Mary Kate Ultra also came in. 10,000 sats out of Fountain. All right. All right. I, says, I love the chicks. I love the chick vibe here. We yeah. got some uh, female energy Ladies. tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yes, female privilege. <laughs> uh, she says, I can already picture your upcoming podcast in my head, Vox. Such a cool idea. Uh, thank you, guys. Or ladies. I'm sorry. Thank you, ladies. I <laughs> Bunch of lady guys. They're so supportive. So, yeah, all you lady guys, y'all lady dudes. <laughs> love y'all. <laughs> uh, we also got a couple of voicemails in the hopper if you'd like to uh, Ooh. lend an ear to them. Yeah, hit me with a voicemail. Here it comes. Ah! Oh, wait, not that podcast. <laughs> wait, I'm Jeff Goldblum? No, wait, not that podcast. Either. Uh-oh. <laughs> Christopher uh, Battles is consulting his calendar. Uh, the first time, yeah, my wife. Oh, wait, not the, oh, wait, no, okay, yeah, we're we're both buds. Okay, we're right. bowling with our that's buds? We've got box. box that's right. In box in the, box in the bowl, box in the, whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, bowl after bowl. Appreciate her podcast, uh, or their podcast. Uh, I think I've listened to all of them. Nice. Um, and they've been enjoyable and pro- provoking of thought and whatnot. So kudos. And, uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I've been doing it for a while, I guess, but what, what would be your pros? of podcasting and the cons for you of podcasting. I know you, you say you're not tech savvy, but I mean, still doing the podcast and, you know, little hiccups here and there with audio stuff, but, you know, we can't, we can't all be as like phone bland, be on the mute button all day long. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I just kid phone boy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, pros, cons. What is it box? What'd it be? Um, what would you like to see more of? I don't know. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to get back to work. So, love you guys. That angers. And, uh, you know, if you're in a bowl, you're in a bowl. You can always be in a cage. But, mm. yeah. Anyway, I don't know. You can give a hearty cacao. Cacao. Pros and cons of podcasting. What do you think? The pros of podcasting are... Freaking podcasting. Um, <laughs> are you kidding? Okay. I mean, no, I, I know you're not kidding. I did. I, I'm going to go ahead and answer this like it's a serious question because I think it is. Okay. And the pros of podcasting are that it is not mainstream media, it is not owned by anyone it is not and, and i'm talking v for v podcasting sure all right I, I there are other podcasts that are just as sold out and just as whorish as you know cnn and fox news mm-hmm. but v for v podcasting the pros of that are that you can be 100 percent honest that you never ever are sold out to anyone for anything that um that's that's really it you can tell the truth damn it mm. and the truth will set you free totally that's the pro do you need another pro i guess i could find <laughs> some other ones but that's I, that would that probably be huge. the tippy top of my 
pro pyramid too. It's just the authenticity, you know, like we got into with the last bulls with buds, like there's a certain safety in that, you know, we don't have ad drives. We don't have uh, people brought in against their will or maybe not, you know, everybody here who's listening, who sticks around is here because they are invested and they got something out of it. And they said, Oh, this is valuable to me personally. And you know, that's not everybody. Some people listen to this and they're like, yeah, this isn't for me. And then they move along. And so that creates a certain amount of safety in being able to be authentic in the first place, because just be real with one another. And, uh, no one's going to fly off the handle about it. Cause everybody's like in on your team. You know, the only well, pushback know. that Have you, you can... ever been an employee, have you ever been an employee? Have you ever worked for someone else? Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, w- would there be a an issue or a problem if you were ever completely honest about? <laughs> <sighs> okay, so you about, just answered uh, my question. Yeah, about yeah. pretty much anything. Small weed <laughs> every day. Yeah, I think so. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's why the that is the podcasting pro it's the freedom to be honest the freedom that you don't get to make me lie yeah nobody can ever make me lie again ever i love ever that. i fucking love so, that i love it what about the cons what's the what's the drawback um gosh i'll have to think about that right <laughs> that's rough mm. uh, i don't know i did the Trying to figure out the tech, I guess. I would say like my my post-production, like getting, like once the conversation's done and then getting that thing. Oh, yeah, having to edit. Yeah, editing sucks. Yup, 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 yup. That's it. That would be it. Getting it into the can and out there, which is uh, for somebody in my shoes, it's like there's so many things I know how to do and that I could do that I should have done by now. And it's, you know, it's just one of those takes too much time things where I'm a fucking lunatic. I do a lot of shit. You know, it's, I do this podcast at least once every week, but I also do a ton of other shit. And so I'm always just trying to jam through and get like, I there's things that I absolutely have to do every week. And then if I can knock all of that out, I can get to some of the stuff that I want to get done also. And you know, some weeks you just don't get there. Some weeks you miss some of the crucial shit too, and you just have to like fucking send apology emails and stuff. And you're like, uh, well, you know, yeah. Try again next next week. <laughs> well, uh, Lorian, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, well, since I started homegrown hits, I'm definitely agreeing that the technical side is the con and just the learning curve getting started. Um, but now I kind of enjoy it. It's sort of like a brain exercise also. How am I going to muck up my RSS feed this week? And then (laughs) every time I make a a mistake like that, I learn. It's like, well, I'm definitely not going to screw that up again. You know, because you mess it up and you got to get yourself out of the situation. Uh, And then you remember it because it hurts so bad. (laughs) But the pros really... The most valuable thing in value for value for me has been the community the whole time. It's Ooh, like, yeah, yes, the soul tribe has just come together. It's like, oh, my people, here they are. We found each uh-huh. other. It's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. That's where yeah. the value truly lies. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Yeah, Lorian pegged it. She's a she's the pegger. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, I I heard that. Got a couple of more uh, voicemails. All right, including this one. In the morning, Dame uh, Dame Delorean and Sir Spencer. This is uh, Colomona, aka Sir Libre. In the I'm morning, calling in for the first time ever here on Bowl After Bowl, and I would like to uh, tell you all about the first time I ever got seriously spooked. Ooh, uh, okay. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. Coming through, okay. I'm going to save it. You can save it. That's fine. First time I'll, you ever got seriously listen. spooked. That's a great... I will be listening next Tuesday. That's a huge tease, by the way. Uh, there you go. We have, a, we have a Halloween show on Tuesday night, and the, and the Ooh, FTI topic is first time I ever got seriously spooked, and we have uh, a first-time caller that has a great mm-hmm. story lined up for us right there. Mm. Sir Libre. Sir Libre. That's fantastic. It is fantastic. You know what? I'm going to have to call in for that, too. I love calling into your show, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, yeah. We love it. We love hearing from you the voicemails. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I always loved that, too. Like, uh, we took a lot of our cues getting started back up from Hog Story, and those guys are like, Mm -hmm. why we are even back podcasting at all. They were good enough to, like, have us on as guests, and we just kind of realized Oh, we have all the equipment still. Uh, why don't we just bring bull after bull back from the dead? And uh, because of that, and because we looked up and still look up to those guys, like we took a lot of the cues from them. And so, like that includes the voicemail whole thing. Like they they taught us how to do that. You know, I can. I would t- totally be all bowing down to the hogs. I love them. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I do. And I like, I, I really like participating in their, in, in the hog pen too. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the, I think that's the first time I dipped my toe into anything podcasting where I did anything more than just listen. Nice. That was my first participation was with the hogs and, yeah, always big props to to Fletcher and Carolyn. That's right. Beautiful, beautiful hogs. The greatest. Hogstory.net. That's what we love. That's what we love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, here's an ex-caller, and uh, I think this hey, one is for you. On? This is Samuel, actually. I have a story to uh, play off of um, uh, DeLorean's... Uh, and she said she had Tourette's. When I was uh, four years old, I uh, I was blinking like crazy, and my my mom took me to all kinds of doctors, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And she ended up taking me to some uh, like Pentecostal church where these people were, these women were uh, yelling, I guess, in tons, mm. and it scared the shit out of me, and it stopped my blinking forever. <laughs> Or for it stopped. I should say it stopped my condition, whatever it was. All right, Whoa. bye. That's awesome. Speaking in tongues, scared straight. Whoa, that is not. I, I've known this guy for. That's Sam, by the way. Yep. That's that was my my illustrious and esteemed co-host Samuel um, uh, of the Complex Candor, and. I have never heard that story and had no idea that he, he had ever experienced any sort of Tourette's, but 
damn, that would have scared me out of it too. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody so. had laid hands on me and started speaking in tongues, I'd be like, I'm healed, motherfucker. <laughs> Let me out of here. It's a wide-eyed uh, reaction. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not know that. Um, known him for a few years now, but never heard that story. So there you go. I learned something new about my friend. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's what Bowls of Buds are all about, man. Learning about our buds. And learning about our buds. Learning new things about our buds. You know, you wouldn't, you, you could do worse than than uh, having Sam in the in the bowl. I'm, I'm not sure if he'd I think be have. interested in joining you, but you have? I think we have done worse. I can't, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember like any specific instance, but we've probably done worse. Uh, no, no, he, he's. <laughs> just, I'm just fucking. With he's my brilliant. Buds now. If you had him in the bowl, the, the the worst thing about having him in the bowl is that he would take the bowl over because. Oh, okay. It would be his bowl. No, he's really, but he's really, really. Everything that he says is just fascinating and you don't even want to jump in because he's interesting you know and he's right most of the time sometimes every once in a while you have to go "Eh," but (laughs) honestly most of the time you have to go well yeah uh, that makes sense yeah he's not a stupid man by any means no definitely not he's very um i think he has real Honest virtue. I think he really has a, a heart for for our country and for mm-hmm. humanity, and and he's he really wants to um, ex- espouse information and uh, just that's going to be helpful. Definitely, yeah, that definitely comes across in the show too. That's good. That's good. I'm glad because he's way nicer than I am. I'm kind of a bitch. <laughs> hey, everybody needs a a little bit of, I don't know, just being checked or something. I don't exactly know how you'd say it, but yeah. like uh, like me, you know, I just sometimes I need a little challenge. You know, you can't just be like, oh yes, yes, that's true, yes, oh definitely, like perpetual agreement. There's so many, uh, some of those ad uh, based shows that you were talking about earlier, you know, where it's just like pre-scripted and everybody's like, Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh yes. 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 And there's not yeah, really no, any kind of challenge or nuance or, you know, nobody goes, Hey, well, wait a second. You know, out of, out of all the mainstream guys, I think, um, a lot of times Rogan is, uh, can display some of that. How he'd be like, mm, but really, but most of the time you don't see anything like that. Most of the time it's just like, Oh yeah, we're here to suck each other off. While we yeah, suck the advertisers off. that is what off. happens most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And sucking the advertisers off and <sighs> sucking whoever is controlling the advertisers off. But, and I am not a Roganite at all. Like, I have, sheesh, I can count on one hand all of the Rogan shows I've listened to and have plenty of fingers left over. Guess which one? <laughs> um, <laughs> Lovely. I love it. But, um, yeah, no no agenda ruined my, uh, ability to fully enjoy, uh, the Rogan experience, but, uh, I, I still get in there when, uh, some great guests get on, you know? 
This is backwards as shit, but I didn't hear about Rogan until I had been hit in the mouth. Nice. That's cool. I heard about Joe Rogan through No Agenda. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's how out of touch I can be. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad place to be, though, you know? There's certain things you want to be out of touch from. I ag- agreed. Absolutely agreed. It can be like a huge benefit. Oh, I know. <laughs> I spent six years. I told you about this in, in our last uh, romp in the bowl here, mm. that I had spent six years completely off the grid. I did not have mm. television, internet, radio, s- satellite, nothing. Nothing. I had books. That's very That's cool. what I had. I had books. I, I had uh, cassette tapes. That's it. Video cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Mm. Books. That was my life from 2000 to 2006. Well, culturally, I'd say you probably missed almost nothing. (laughs) 2000 to 2006, man. Like, what was that? Uh, Not culturally, but I did miss things technologically. There was a lot of technological advancement that Mm -hmm. I am still catching up with. Yeah, that was was when we were all getting internet in our house right around that time. Mm. Yep. And I didn't. And I didn't get internet in my house for another three years. Mm. So, I mean, I just, I, I, I moved a little bit more to the, I spent really 10 years kind of OTG, but the, the first six was completely. The next four was, um, I had power to the house. Wow. That's it. No, I still didn't have any of the, the, uh, you know, no TV, no. And I'm glad about the TV part. Oh my gosh. So glad. Mm -hmm. So glad. Um, I threw my TV through the window. I mean, figuratively, (laughs) but honestly, and very, no, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. When I left when I left home, when I left my parents' house, I was done with being advertised to. And what, honestly, one of the main culprits, I'm going to say it, you know, I'll piss Adam off if, if he gets pissed off about it, but MTV was one of the worst culprits. I doubt it, you would have much pushback for that. I don't, just, uh, I don't like commercials. Yeah. I feel like they're manipulative and just they they have and and they insult my intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're just manipulative. They're manipulative to a 4-year-old and I'm not 4. Right. You know? Mhm. You could have done that to me when I was watching Bugs Bunny, but not <laughs> yeah. when I was old enough to watch MTV and definitely not when I'm old enough to watch Tucker or uh, I don't know whoever the fuck of the five or no, any yeah. of those <laughs> motherfuckers. Tonight, you, know, you can't opinion advertise show. to me. Yeah, you can't advertise to me anymore. Yeah, fucking based. <laughs> Bully Steed just slapped the pin. She says with thirty three thirty three from Fountain. Uh, she says Vox the book years off the grid. There you go. Thank you, Bully Steed. That's a that's a great chapter of your life, though, to have. Like, uh, talk about 
orienting on your own two feet. Like there's no TV is, is insidious. It's like, that's how you get your brain rewired by people who want nothing but misery for you, uh, to like just siphon out your soul and your value. And you just say, I wouldn't trade those years for anything, for anything. Yeah, that's very Because they taught me something that I, I can't lose. Yeah. I, I, you know, no matter what happens from now on, I know things that you can't take away from me. And I don't need, I don't need, I know I don't need. Yeah. And it's, there's just this, like this, this calm and this, you know, okay, bring it. World War Three. Let's do this shit. And I, know that I'm going to be all right. I can go all the way back to those off the grid years and that off the grid life. And I can hunt and I can fish and I can skin and I can trap and I can, you know, I, I can, I know how to, damn it. I hit my mic again. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'd never do that. I, (laughs) (laughs) I'm always slapping my, uh, pop. I can't podcast. But I didn't, I don't have to podcast. You sure? I mean, I like podcasting. I enjoy it, but I don't have to. The things that I would have to do at that point, I can do. And I'm not scared. I'm not afraid like some people are afraid of what happens when the shit hits the fan. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, you just fucking live, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) That's so. Powerful man, that's like uh, goddamn right. It overlaps on it overlaps on all the stuff that we love exploring. That self reliance, the self responsibility, the authenticity. Like we don't get enough of that anymore. It's like uh, well, and Lorian's got it totally because she had babies in the the way that is. Oh, I hear that music. Oh yeah. Your music getting in. You're no, bitch. taking our power back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> One step at a time. Started with babies, and now we're doing all the other things. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> yeah, just one little thing at a time, you know. Well, you, if you raise those babies the same way you had them, you are you're 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 making this world a better place. It's all we can try to do. Definitely. And boy, are we trying. I appreciate you. <laughs> and, uh, I do. I appreciate you very much. Thank you, Vox, for being an ally in that in that mission. Yeah. We it, love you. It takes all of us, and it takes like a bunch of unique perspectives, you know? Uh, and we definitely appreciate yours a lot. Well, thank you so much for having me in the bowl. And... Um, Thank you for everybody who participated and hung out with us here, and I will see you next time. Hell yeah. Bowlers, we will be back at it on Tuesday night. Uh, same time, same channel. Right around 9 Central is when we take over for DH Unplugged on the No Agenda stream. Also, always streaming something over at stream.bowlafterbowl.com, whether it's some of our favorite live shows or whether it's just old uh, Bowls with Buds episodes. You can always catch something over there. And uh, throughout it, my pledge to you bowlers is that I will remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I will always be Dame DeLorean. In El Cuenco.
In el cuenco. That means in el cuenco. That means in the bowl. I love it. Good night. In el cuenco. <laughs> Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. They yes. banned this person from yeah. Facebook and yeah. YouTube. Yeah. You can't. Studies show marijuana can be very psychologically addictive. Man, f them studies. If you're into baking, it's kind of passion. Well, if you want to be like me, a loser, go ahead and smoke. That's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. Don't tell them we're high. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. Bowl after bowl. 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 Bowl after bowl.